Gaming News. And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me Your News. Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Punch! Welcome to Show Me Your News. The pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Peter, but you may know me as Yoko, and I've been witching. I am Rachel, but you may know me as Evie, and I am hot as balls right now. It is gross. I am Joe, you may know me as the Debaga, and no, seriously, fuck Polar Night. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ben, you may know me as Gym Leader Ben, and I hear quiet flutes in my ears. Ooh. What sort of songs are they playing? Final Fantasy Thirteen Overworld music. <laughs> <laughs> the best theme possible. <laughs> we are a part of the SMYN network at showmeyournews.com, and today is Sunday, May 24th, 2015. This is episode 180 of the podcast. Kind of a slow couple weeks in gaming. Uh, I want to emphasize at the top of the show that we do have our E3 2015 Yes or No contest running. If you visit showmeyournews.com slash E3 2015, that's showmeyournews.com slash E32015, you can answer 50 questions, either yes or no. And that's it. It's easier this year than ever with email submissions, and really there's no reason for you not to participate. So, E3 is coming up in mid-June, and uh, that's that's really crazy. That's so soon. So, do we have a rule this year about not having all yeses or all noes? We should, but <laughs> I don't think it was included, because I think we avoided that last year. I think most of the, the questions were designed this year to hopefully be yeses. It should be a good mix, though. So, I don't think you'll gain anything from doing all yeses or all noes. Uh, but that's a good point that next episode will have details soon on showmeyournews.com because next episode of SMYN is our pre-E3 call-in show. It's the big monster mamma-jamma that we all have every year with calling in on Skype and being brought in and we'll be breaking down those questions. So at the very least, you want to go look at those questions and get a preview of what that next episode is going to look like. Let's start the show, though, with uh, news from about a couple weeks ago or so. It's really, really soon after... Our last episode, Nintendo's E3 2015 plan. See, it all works so well. We're talking about E3 2015. Let's talk about what Nintendo's doing. Uh, gosh, I was on a plane, and the flight was supposed to depart right when this video dropped. And then they're like, uh, we're going to be on the uh, the runway for about 10 more minutes here, and uh, we'll leave at 1210. And, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm now watching this video. <laughs> like, immediately just... Brain went into that mode. Yeah, was, I was like at work, and I didn't get to see it until like a couple days after. It was interesting. It was certainly interesting. Another Mega 64 joint, which yes. is surprising because you didn't see them in it at all this time. Uh, no Reggie Fizamek, but Reggie was 
training to be the best. He's on the the back of a lion riding through the, the, the falcon in the fire. Was. Yes. Want to be the very best. The best he Now it was it was very entertaining, but you know, main things to take out of the video. First of all, uh at Best Buy during the week of E three, uh Mario Maker. When last year it was Smash Brothers, I don't think Mario Maker quite stands up to it. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, are you, you're going to go in there at Best Buy and you're going to make your own levels? It doesn't seem like a good demo sort of game. If they have, like, a bunch of pre-made levels right. to try out. Then and then you can, like, tinker around with them, but then, like, you can reset them. I don't know. A downloadable demo would have been a better way to go, but I can see why they wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, with what they're doing with Splatoon with the, uh, the global test fire, which we had to build off of our last episode because we mentioned that last time. Uh, they hosted another... Global test fire. And this one got hit with more server load. Yeah, so I hear. So I hear a lot of people. I was at work, so I could not play. But I hear that a lot of people just couldn't get on. Yeah, it just seemed like a a tougher experience. But, you know, that's why you have a beta. That's why you learn from it. And hopefully the final product, when it delivers in less than a week now, uh, will be more solid. See, and, like, I like how Nintendo release their stuff. You know, they're, they're more than open to say, okay, you know what? We got we to gotta delay some shit. We got shit to do over here. We don't want to give you a broken game. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft, learn from us. <laughs> they do seem to be the company that really is forward-thinking in that regard, and they deliver their games, you know, on point. Yeah, they'll make a couple small changes later down the line, but when you think with, you know, Mario Kart and with Smash, I mean, those were delivered promptly, and they worked very well right out of the gate. It's going to be a little better. Like, the first day might be a little rough, but I feel like it might have also been that everybody was trying to play the same mode on the same servers at the same time because, mm. you know, they didn't really have a choice. Right. So, Though I'm not itching to play Mario Maker as hard as I was to play Smash Brothers. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get Mario Maker, sure, when that comes out in September. Uh, but I'm not going to be rushing to Best Buy and standing in a long line to play it this year. When you're putting it into the, into people trying it out, it is going to be a case of people would spend far too long at a screen trying to make their own level. Like mm-hmm. that isn't going to work very well. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't feel like it's going to work as well as Smash did, where it's like you get you get two matches, and that's it. Yeah, and you're yeah, done. You're in and you're out. Yep. I made half of a level, and now I have to go. <laughs> uh, and then someone else tries to continue with it, but they're not quite as happy with the design, so they spend a half hour trying to design a level, and then they're like, nope, you gotta go. And then none of them can even playtest it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, the other nice thing that came out of this was the confirmation that not only the digital event would be coming back, uh, that's you know hitting on the 9 a.m. Pacific time on the Tuesday, the 16th of June, uh, which is noon Eastern time. It was the same time that Square Enix had already scheduled <laughs> theirs. And, of course, Nintendo's the big giant in the room, and so Square Enix is like, oh, okay, we're sorry that we took your spot that you've had for years. <laughs> so we'll move ours back one hour. <laughs> so You alone, Square Enix. You don't exactly. fuck with Nintendo. Reggie is ready for you. His it body just, is ready. You're not the big kid. Stand a chance. That must have been a shitty day on like the board of directors <laughs> at Square. Like Nintendo just announced their time. Wait, what? It's our time. But what? You mean theirs is the same that they've always done? But we've had this time for months. 
What what were we expecting, sir? I don't, I, we have Final <laughs> Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> Do we have Kingdom Hearts three footage? Well, I don't know. We can't really talk about that. <laughs> God, I hope I hope the only thing they show off for their entire conference is like, all right, we're gonna let's play the Steam version of Final Fantasy seven. <laughs> I hope that's the entire conference. Oh boy. And then also after that digital event and then for the rest of during the E3 show on the show floor they're doing the, the demos that they had last year the, the Tree Nintendo House. Treehouse Live and that's exciting that's like that was one of the best parts last year because a lot of the companies last year were just saying like oh well here's a trailer or here's conceptual footage and like Nintendo's like we're demoing these games right now on our floor you get to talk to you know some of the developers we're just re- being very open to the public where some of them, the companies last year, were really closed off. And it was a breath of fresh air. I think they've learned from that. They're trying to expand on it. And it'll be a very good thing for them this year. Basically, what that resulted in last year was, and a lot of people said this, and I agree with them all, which was, uh, I kind of forgot other companies were at E3. Uh, (laughs) By the end of E3, I'd kind of forgotten that Sony and Microsoft were a thing because it was just all Nintendo in my head. Well, yeah, Nintendo did great. Absolutely. I mean, I think for some things, like when they were doing... 40 minutes of, you know, playing Xenoblade Chronicles X. I think it ran a little Grinding. long. I thought it was like two hours. Wasn't it like two hours? Uh, probably is close it to was that. A, it was a really long segment, and it was the most boring thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Oh but when they God. did, like, Hyrule Warriors, I mean, that was really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So should be interesting to see what they have this year and if they have more surprises up their sleeve. The biggest announcement, though... The return of the Nintendo World Championships. 25 years in its absence. Reggie was training for it. Fred Savage wanted to get involved on Twitter. Because... <laughs> and that dude got fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill Trinan got fired and he trolled everyone by sending out that tweet early. And like everyone's like, what? Were you even like, oh, uh, geez, yeah, condolences to Bill Trinan. And he's God like, ah, oh, Trin troll. God bless you, Biltron, and you fucking asshole. <laughs> no, I mean, do, do any of you remember watching the movie The Wizard? Long ago. Long Never long seen ago. it. California. thousand points of double dragons. <laughs> I love the power glove. It's so bad. I've seen uh, the Nostalgia Critic review of The Wizard, and that's as close as I've ever gotten. That's so. about all you need. Yeah. You got Bo Bridges just mashing on a controller in a hotel room just trying to play TMNT. <laughs> so bad. God. It's so bad. The, the whole point of that movie was to kind of reveal Super Mario Brothers 3 for basically the first time. Uh, and that was that was a big deal. Now, they're, they're doing qualifiers. And I've seen people on different boards, like at NeoGAF, and they're like, Nintendo World Championships, and why is it only in America? And blah, like, they probably put this together really last minute. And America has this thing that, like, what we do is representative of the world. It's kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. But, like, for baseball, like, we call our championship the World Series. You know, we call, like, our NBA basketball team. Like, they're the world champions. So, like, it's, it's just a weird thing that they do. And they're, uh, they're playing. There's, like, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, and uh, one other NES game that they're kind of doing for the, the championships. Like, a, a modified version of NES Remix, in a way. At like a world championship, you know, qualifier cart. But I don't know if they've announced yet. I don't think they have like the games that they'll be playing on the main stage. It's going to be like a variety of games, obviously. 
Yeah. But I kind of hope it's going to be like more modern Nintendo games. Yeah, but yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if it's retro Nintendo games, I'm fine with that. That's mm-hmm. still yeah. fine. The real question is, what game, if any, are they going to reveal at the end of this Nintendo World Championship? NES Remix 3. Mario <laughs> Universe. Zelda? <laughs> Mario <laughs> Universe would be really cool. That'd be really cool. But... That'd be cool. Uh, new Zelda. Like, hey, by the way, uh, we're releasing it next month. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Oh, that'd be crazy. See, I, I have a thought about Zelda at E3 because, of course, you may remember the story from you know months back that The Legend of Zelda won't be at E3. And that was a big disappointment because it was also delayed till 2016. But I kind of like, have a feeling in the back of my head, like, I think it's more a digital event, but it'd be really cool to see at the World Championships for sure. But it wouldn't surprise me if we still saw, like, a trailer or something like that. Or maybe uh, Amiibo news event. for it because they like to shove Amiibos down everybody's throats. More Amiibos? Certainly, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But when companies say it won't be at E3, they're more talking about the playable version on the show floor, that's not going to be at E3. Oh, no way. But that doesn't totally leave out the possibility of, you know, showing it in their digital event or having some sort of tease, seeing how it's coming along. Well, you know what game will be on the show floor that will be playable, they've already confirmed, and I feel like it's going to play some part in... In fact, it might even be the big finale game of World Championship is Star Fox. Because they've already confirmed that it's going to be playable on the show floor. It's there. That will be a thing this year. But I think it'd make more of an impact if it was a game we didn't know anything about. So you mentioned Mario Universe. That'd be really cool. Seeing Zelda stuff would be great. Wouldn't surprise me to see SNES Remix. Because Mm -hmm. the NES Remix games have done pretty well for them. I mean, they've made money on just small tweaks to games that they already own. Why not do that to Super Nintendo games? What if it's a new WarioWare game? Ooh, that'd be really cool. I want that. Now, granted, I wouldn't want a SNES remix, but I'm just thinking, like, what would Nintendo think is a cool thing to do? Where's my N64 remix? <laughs> that'd yeah, be Yeah, like, we awesome. need, like, what they did for the Sega collections, like, the you know, 360 and stuff like that. They had a collaboration of games, you know, like, the really shitty ones, like Echo the Dolphin, blah, 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 mm. and then they had, like, Sonic and stuff. Yeah. Um... Put them on one disc or download or something like that. You can just access like loads of previous games. I know you can do that anyway, like separately through the Nintendo Shop and everything. Mm-hmm. But just having like one disc where everything is all together, that would be kind of fun. That'd be a really nice idea. For, they did that for mm. Kirby. Yeah, well, that was a Kirby anniversary thing. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. The Dream Collection. So it's it's interesting to think about. You know, I don't think they've even said what time it will be, and it's going to be Sunday night. But it's it's like is it gonna conflict with Bethesda? Because I think that's at 10 p.m. Eastern time on that Sunday night. Because that that's gonna be Fallout 4, and that would be exciting. And granted, we thought they were surely gonna reveal a character at the end of the Smash Brothers Invitational last year, like Captain Falcon. Yeah. And that didn't happen. So this is just talking out of our butts and be like, do the wizard. But in real life. And get Fred Savage there, because he needs to play the hero again or something. I don't know. All right, Ben, time to show me your news. Like many games in kind of recent past, Kickstarter for a game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. And I believe, did it, like, set the record for how fast it got funded? 
like I don't think the, it was for how fast. I think that was uh they hit the the five hundred thousand that they were looking for, I think in about three hours or so. Something I like think ukulele might have been faster. But faster. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. But it's it's just kind of another game in that trend of Mighty Number no. Nine, Ukulele, and now this of developers using Kickstarter to kind of just get to make the games they want to. Mm-hmm. And this is this is Koji Igarashi of the Castlevania Legacy, as he calls it. Was he not allowed to make another Castlevania game, or was he just dissatisfied with like the PS3 ones that have been coming out in the last I few would years? As- I would assume he was dissatisfied because like Lords of Shadow is not really the type of Castlevania game that people have wanted for years, especially Konami-wise, which we'll get into that later. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. They'll probably never let him make the Castlevania game he wanted to make in the first mm, place. With, with that branding, at least. Right. Yeah. Because he's the one behind Symphony of the Night, uh, and then all of the other metroidvania style games since then because there are a lot of them on you know gba and ds and all that mm-hmm. um so this is kind of continuing that legacy but what this is 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 him getting the funding for just kind of a return to the games that he really was passionate about making as he calls it uh, an egovania is a gothic exploration focused action platformer and he considers himself one of the godfathers of the genre which i'd, I'd agree with he's but yeah that's yeah. pretty good it's basically I want to make Castlevania, but I can't call it that, so we won't call it that, but I'm going to make Castlevania. Just People like we want to make ukulele. We can't call yeah. it Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. But, and, and you know, we'll be used to different things. Yeah. And that's becoming a, a big trend in, in, on Kickstarter, and I'm really glad it is. Um, I know some people are like, well, I can't, Kickstarter's supposed to be for risky projects that are, like, new, and, and well, you know, right now, for these people, this is a risky project. It's not new, but, like... They enjoyed what they did, and they haven't gotten to do it because AAA development is terrible right mm. now. Yeah. yeah, it has been for a while. Yeah, but uh, people just ate this up. Quickly funded. Uh, the concept art looks great. It's two D, which I think he's he's happy to be back going going back to a two D kind of vania game. But yeah, are either of you guys going to be back here? I've been thinking about backing it. I've never actually played a Castlevania game besides Castlevania mm. 64, and that's a very poor choice to play <laughs> in the Castlevania background. I'm just Look actually having you, a look. Clay. It's, it was so bad. I our played friend, it when I was a kid. Our oh. friend Clay is a massive fan of Castlevania 64. Like, really? Oh, yeah. He's the biggest fan I've ever met. Jeez. Only but, fan I've ever met of that game. Yeah. I'm just having a look through, you know, all the different rewards and things you can have. And I love the reward you can get for pledging $1,000, which is Player Hater, which is write a short message for David Hater, the famed director, writer, and actor, you know, guy who was basically, you know, in Metal Gear Solid before Keith the Sutherland came along, to record for you. Your one-line message will also be hidden in the final game sound test. <laughs> nice. I forgot so, about that. That's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, they did. They did hit the tier cool. to have him voice not the main character, but it's like the secondary character. Yeah. So I want to play this game. Actually, it does look pretty fun. Yeah. See, I I have never like I started playing Aria of Sorrow the other day, and I can't get into them. Oh god! I no, tried playing that. Symphony of the Night at one point too, and I just I it's not bad. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying like it's not. I'm not into it. 
It's very difficult. It's from a different era. And like you, yeah, I tried to play Symphony of the Night and uh, struggled mightily. Died a lot. I wasn't like, really, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, I died a lot. But for me, it was just, I couldn't, I was bored. I couldn't do it. Hmm. So, yeah, that's my hesitation for backing this, which I have not done yet. Though I'm very glad to see the successful nature of the project. Because, as you mentioned, you know, AAA game development, it's like companies these days, and Jim Sterling had a great video about this and his Jimquisition, but they aren't willing to take medium risks anymore. I mean, Sega had Alien Isolation, and that sold 2.1 million copies where they didn't do much marketing for it. It's coming off of Aliens Colonial Marines, which was just a travesty. And so 2.1 million for that game, rather successful, but not for Sega. Yeah, they, they called that a failure. And that's ridiculous. So like these middle-level games, like a lot of these big publishers, they are unwilling to make some money because they're wanting to find the next big Call of Duty smash hit. They want to make all the money. And so many publishers out there, according to Koji Igarashi and his, his staff, uh, they went around to different publishers to pitch this because they have the pedigree. And they're like, no, I'm oh, sorry, not going to greenlight your game. Though the interesting thing with this, as opposed to ukulele, is if they met the $500,000, they do have a publisher partner already in the works. Which they is just different. basically want to see them to get the money first. Exactly. They want to see the demand there first before they back further. And now this, they're past $2.6 million out of the initial $500,000, uh, which is remarkable with 19 days still left to go as of this recording. But it is different you know, than Ukulele because that was just, you know, help us make the game. And then Mighty Number no. 9 didn't have a publisher at first, but now then Deep Silver latched on right before... Uh, publishing the game and getting the game out there, which is a whole whole other sort of issue. But it is interesting to see the success of it, and I guess if Kickstarter continues to be a good route for these game makers to kind of reanimate their past projects, if you know the main industry won't take a bite on it, uh, I'm all for it. You just, you just got to see you know more examples of these games getting finished. Yeah, I think Mighty Number no. 9 is just a start of it, and we'll see what happens with these two big two. It's kind of interesting because I'm having a look at how much ukulele has also brought on. And mm-hmm. so we have the new Castlevania, may as well just call it that, which is like 2.64 million. And uh, ukulele is actually only just behind it with 2.63. Wow. It's really not far behind at all. And ukulele has, still has 23 days to go as well. Yeah. There's a lot of nostalgia for those two games. Mm-hmm. See, for me, this is, I, I very much like seeing this mainly because to me, this is just more evidence that AAA development is just, it's gone. It's going away. AAA development as we know it today is disappearing, I think. Hmm. And that's good because right now it is a very toxic part of the industry. A lot of people like to say, like, oh, it's the, the industry is going to crash. And honestly, I don't think it's going to. Uh, I think AAA development's going to crash. Yeah. And it'll be in the hands of indie developers for a little while. And, like, not all AAA development, because I think if there was a big collapse with AAA companies, I think Nintendo would be fine. Mm-hmm. Certain other companies would be fine, but for the most part... And there'd Ubisoft, probably be consolidation. EA, yeah. Ubisoft, EA, we would never hear from them again. Uh, Konami would just move on to their other stuff. Which they already they don't doing. Need, 
Yeah, they're already doing right now, so, you know, they're well poised for this. I think... They think mobile games are the future. Oh, my God. I mean, maybe a few years ago they were the future. Yeah, people have been saying mobile games are the future for years. You can't just say it now and assume it's right. I like that this is happening. I want AAA, the AAA section of our industry, to just sort of go away. Hmm. Or at least just get a, a massive perspective shift. That's the problem. I feel like they have to have a collapse before they can do that. Mm-hmm. It needs. It's going to be like like the original industry crash where people like Atari were like, we don't need to make good games. They'll just take whatever the fuck we give them, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll happily take it. And then that didn't work. <laughs> I think there <laughs> are then, some games people who are in those big publishers that you know, care about games and focus on them, but it's it's a lot of business people in games, which... And they're the they ones in ne- charge, and yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, and they don't necessarily understand. Then they're answering to big shareholders who they don't care about games, they just care about making money. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very dangerous precipice that they're at. But, yeah, when these games can be made, and yeah, Shovel Knight is another good example of a Kickstarter game that, you know, found success. Yeah. I mean, if we get more of those, it shows a promising future for uh, not only just indie games in general, but the crowdfunded ones as well. And gosh, you got to think of whenever Kojima is going to be leaving Konami. I mean, is he going to take this route? Or is he going to be snapped up by a big publisher? I mean, if he goes this route, like, are you going to make a a Metal Gear Solid that's not Metal Gear Solid? Just that Uh, goes back to, like, the, the fundamentals of stealth? I don't think he I would. want them to do that with Silent Hills. Here's, here's, here's the thing. I I don't. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think he's gonna go back to Metal Gear Solid because he's been done with Metal Gear Solid for a while. So they done. just wouldn't let him be done. Yeah. And so I feel like if he does go this route with any game, it's gonna be Silent Hill. That's not Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I think that's the route we're gonna see. I that. want it. Yeah, partner up with Guillermo del Toro, even though usually his name attached to game projects has never worked out well. He, is, remember, he was super bu- Did you see the interview? Yeah. He was super bummed. Yeah, and he he, he like wants to follow Kojima to the ends of the earth to make games like that. But he had that game Insane a few years ago, and that yeah. that got canceled. So, like, is, is it just his name being attached to games? I don't know what it is. But, yeah, make that game that took the ideas from PT. Yes, please do. See, if you're a big fan of Castlevania, or if you're looking to try out Koji Garashi's next project... Let us know. Leave us a comment. And now, Rachel, show me your news. I'll show you some great news, because, hey, who wants to talk about porn? Ooh, 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 me. <laughs> that was a bit too eager. <laughs> am, I on the wrong, am I on the wrong show? Or oh, what? no, you're on the right show. But the Oculus Rift, actually, is uh, on the topic today. And the reason why I say, do you want to talk about porn, is because... It's going to be very open to whatever people want to put on it, whatever software it can run. I'm sure um, that will work out in its favor very well. Oh, definitely. Well, basically, the Oculus uh, VR set, as it is right now, it's it's pretty fun. You see a lot of YouTubers playing around with it, and you get a lot of complaints about, oh, I feel like I'm about to be sick, or all of this stuff. And looks like they're actually going to be making a new version of it, I do believe. And uh, it's it's been recently demoed. I think it's the Oculus Rift Crescent Bay Mm. demo that was just done. And uh, they're looking to actually have this 
coming out a consumer version in 2016, the first quarter of 2016. And the pre-orders will be opening up later this year, but, well, Facebook owned this this piece of technology, and it's something I've always wanted to play with. It's going to be very open to whatever people want to put on it. You see a lot of different games. Have any of you actually experienced Oculus Rift before? No. I have not no, yet. Uh, it should to. be really interesting to experience it. Because I think mm-hmm. yeah, when you're saying Q1 2016, it's going to be Oculus Rift versus Project Morpheus, which we still don't know the final name for that. I'm sure it's going to be PlayStation something or other. But yeah. Oculus Rift is going to be tied to the PC and mm-hmm. uh, Project Morpheus to the PlayStation 4. Now, that's right. you know, different for when Microsoft decides to come out with HoloLens as they're kind of all self-consolidated, which mm-hmm. isn't really going to be VR as more of it's going to be, you know, holograms and AR, augmented reality, all that stuff. And then you also have the uh, HTC Vive, which Steam is behind. I'm actually, out of all of these, I'm more excited for the HoloLens, mm, which yeah. is weird because I want it to be a hologram in front of me which I can move about and play with, I think that would be kind of cool. Rather than something to put on my head, block all mm-hmm. other vision, and be within this game, I have a funny feeling I'd be one of those people that would come out with a massive migraine. Mm. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm not. No. Could be fun, but of course with it being open to all kind of software, you know, porn software exists for PC, we all know this. Mm-hmm. Not just in the realms of dating simulators and things like that, but there have been porn games, which I will discuss shortly. <laughs> Ooh, sounds like yep. you have experience with this. <laughs> well, it's Shut the, up. It's the <laughs> interesting thing with, uh, with media and with porn, because throughout history, the media that has supported pornography the most, more often than not, is the one that ends up being successful in the long run. Yep. It mm-hmm. all goes back to Betamax and VHS. Mm. And Betamax was a higher quality format, but because VHS could be dubbed and recorded and replicated easily and you know supported with porn, that yeah, helped the push the way. But it's also the case with from dial-up to cable internet to streaming video. I mean, that's all in support of porn, if you think about it. There are actually like papers about all this and like research that is done in the success of media because of porn. And I wonder if like something like this would be a case for the implementation, whether or not we're ready for it, of virtual reality headsets. I think that it would be a bit strange putting porn onto it currently, because if it's supposed to be a virtual reality thing, are you still having to control things with a gamepad in your hand? Or is mm. it going to... Just think that you're kind of going with the motions with the hand wrapped around your dick. I don't know. Sure. And how will it work for women? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure peripherals will be sold. That would be interesting. How is it going to work for women? Oh, I don't want to know, actually. I'm not going to ask that question. But... I mean, what toys are Ann Summers going to sell? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Self bouncing up and down vibrating. Can't wait. I, I can't wait for the first Microsoft dildo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I mean, what? That was Don Matrick. Oh, wait, he's no longer at Microsoft. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Did you just call Don Matrick a dildo? I did. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Microsoft. We've got the Connect rated R version. Instead of a camera, it's just a long Uh, shaft. Ubisoft already tried that with We Dare, and it didn't work, so... (laughs) I remember playing that game. 
Uh, yeah, with Connect, I mean, they said that they wouldn't be watching you, but they're totally going to be up for that voyeur shit. Oh, yeah, of course they are. But it's not the first time that we've seen porn games. Do any of you, and of course you guys, you probably do have experience with this. You don't have to go into graphic detail, but have you experienced any pornographic video games? Oh, my God, yes. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you just say no, Peter? No. Are you serious? Like, I'm surprised. Like, what level are we talking about here? I mean, not even like a little flash game on. Oh well, I mean, like 2006, like the rest of us. <laughs> sure, like if you talk about little flash games, fine. Um, but no, part, of the, part, of the, <laughs> part of the danger was like when you don't have your own computer, it makes it very difficult. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, no. I didn't have my own computer when I was growing up. I still did just fine. Well, you're also more of a rebel. <laughs> we talk about this on our other show, The Questionly Roundtable, on the Show Me News Network. <laughs> Where I talk about how I was a rebel. Not even just flash games for me, like, like uh, visual novels and uh, also recently a game called Honey Pop, which is awful. Don't what? What's Honey Pop? Do um, tell, Joe. <laughs> It's, uh, as I described it in the Not Safe Work Chat, it's sex bejeweled game, bejeweled hentai game. <laughs> and it's, don't buy it ever, please. Oh, jeez. your money. I think I have something which you guys will love to hear about. So, during my late teen years, when I actually did have my own computer, there was a game that I managed to get my hands on one way or the other called Virtually Jenna. I'm going to assume that you guys have heard the name Jenna Jameson. Yes. Yes. So, it's a 3D porn game based off of Jenna Jameson, but also uh, a lot of other porn actresses who I have never heard of. And I think I had a hacked copy because there were also, like, celebrities in there, too. So there'd be a range of, like, 150-so different females to choose from, and, like, three guys. (laughs) (laughs) Just three guys. I'm sorry, you got a choice. You got white... You got Asian, or you got black. <laughs> That's it. And guess what? They've all got the same size penis. Have fun. <laughs> and this was a game where... Uh, I am going to go into the descriptives because it's just funny as fuck. It was a game where you could either manually control or set to automatically do its thing. The insertion of penises, toys, etc. into a female, or you could have two males there, or you could have two females, or whatever you wanted to do, or just one person by themselves. Or a lady being held by a tentacle monster, because that's a thing. And it was awkward, and it was really weird. And it was not that long ago, about ten years ago actually, 2005 this thing came out, the second game that I had. Virtually Jenna 2? Virtually Jenna 2. We made a second one. It's been so popular. It had a it had a sequel. I only actually played the second one. I didn't, I didn't play the first one, but because that only was... had one guy. I mean, one <laughs> as opposed to three. Oh my god! New feature. Two guys. They they put that bullet colors. point on the back of the box. That's right. <laughs> the funniest part of this thing to me was when you were manually controlling it. You would hold down your click button and then you would move your mouse as to where you would want this to go. So if you want the guy to thrust, you gotta put it to the left. Or put it to the right and left and right and left and right. There we go. And that's that's how you work it at home, kids. That's how you have sex. You move left, it left and, right, and right, left and right, left and right. Left and right, left and right, left and right. Keep going even while it's ejaculating, apparently. 
Because he doesn't stop and he just keeps fucking going. <laughs> that was an ejaculation bar. Kind of like a level up bar. Looked like that. And that would it fill just up. sounds like a meet and fuck game. Man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it is, basically. Meet and fuck games. Meet and fuck games. They would just carry on, and then when it got to the, it got to full, it would start to slow drain. He would start making awkward grunty noises. There'd be some white splooge marks in there, and then he just he just continue. He just not even slow down, and it would just build up again and repeat itself. But the funniest part of this fucking game was when you you went to insert anything into a, a lady's parts, like whether it be butt or vagina. Before anything actually inserted, either a dick or a toy. You'd see the hole open up. It was really weird. It's got to get to that like, animation. There was a clear gap between start of phallic object and opening of vagina. And the start of the phallic object would just like hover a couple inches away. And the vagina would just go, whoop! I'm open. Do you want to come in? Again, totally kids. realistic. Can the eel come out and play? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God, that's like Hey, nightmares. I said a vagina at that point, not a ass. I'm sorry for... Oh God. I'm sorry for young kids listening. And the way that they held open their mouths as well for anything like blowjobs was the funniest. Because it would be a case of, like, they wouldn't, like, pucker up their lips or anything like that. You'd see teeth. And it just looked like it was grinding on a dick. It was really weird. But it would just, like, it wouldn't even, it would look wrong. Like, it would just, like, ah, 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 kind of, like, really strange fucking motion. And the woman's facial expressions would just never change. Like, she would just be, like, deadpan. A little bit of a smile, maybe. Just deadpan. Nothing going on. It was fucking weird. Why am I talking this much about the virtue? So the real question is, will we see virtually Jenna 3 on Oculus Rift? (laughs) And will it come with any peripherals? Because I, I gotta be sure, like, those have been made for other VR porn games. Oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Also, would it be like an automatic one for a dude? Would something just, like, jack off for you? What is this? Or it's what like a I flashlight, think? and it, like, sees, like, how it's being used somehow with accelerometers. <laughs> oh, God. So, do you guys want to see porn on your Oculus Rift? Or do you want to see some other games? We don't care about the other games. We just want to hear about the porn. Leave (laughs) us some comments. So, Joe, on that note, do you want to show me your news? Yeah, sure. Awesome. So, in a continuation of the fun drama between Konami and Kojima and everybody else in the world versus Konami... You might remember that we talked about a uh, Super Bunny Hop video that was very informative on the whole Konami versus Kojima thing. Apparently, that got pulled down at mm. some. And uh, what happened was it didn't just get pulled down from just some person. Not how they usually go, where it's somebody that doesn't own the product at all that they're claiming to own, um, which happens all the time on YouTube because they have a broken system. It was from an actual high-ranking executive at Konami. And the reason they gave was, uh, and Super Bunny Hop also put out a video about this, like this specific chain of events. What happened was, for a while it was down, and he tried to dispute it, which, as anybody that's ever worked with YouTube before, uh, disputing a copyright claim is a fucking nightmare. 
that rarely ever gets anything done. And if it does get something done, it takes months, if not longer. It's stupid and overly complicated. And everybody's least two weeks. Yeah, it's... yeah. And everybody fucking hates YouTube's copyright stuff. But it got overrided very quickly. And it got overrided because somebody from YouTube, or at least Super Bunny Hop thinks this is what happened. Somebody from YouTube actually looked at it and said, yeah, no, this is not valid. We're going to go ahead and reverse it. Because their claim was Metal Gear Rising. That was what they said he was, he was uh, infringing upon. Which he points out, like, in that video, there is 30 seconds of Metal Gear Rising footage. The audio is basically muted, and most of it is menus. Konami doesn't seem to understand that the internet doesn't forget, mm-hmm. no matter how hard you want them to forget. And the Barbra Streisand effect is, uh, yeah, it's a fickle thing. So, like, they, they pulled this video down, and unfortunately for them, it didn't make it go away. It actually made it more popular. It's super popular now. Uh, he has since then done a video on the chain of events that led to it being pulled down and then going back up. And he's also done a video about how Konami is just really stupid for having let PT go. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they could have had an actual, like, super successful product regardless of whether or not Silent Hills was a good game or not. And they just let it slip through their fingers. I don't know, the whole chain of events, uh, a lot of people are saying that they think this is a sign of YouTube getting better with their copyright stuff. I don't, I don't want to go that far, but at the same time, as Bonnie Hop says, this has never been done for a gaming channel before. There's never been an actual person at YouTube look at uh, a copyright claim on a gaming channel and uh, reverse it because they don't think it's correct. That never happens. Mm-hmm. And gaming channels have that happen to them all the time where people who don't even own the stuff they're asking for, that's happened to us with Moon Prism. We, when we were on YouTube, we had people that weren't even remotely related to uh, any of the people that have to do with Sailor Moon. They would claim our videos. That's why we're hesitant to do WTFP stuff because like, it's, it's just not a time to do anime stuff on your own. I mean, because why Moon Prism works is because you have the Google Drive space. Yeah, we have our own place to host the files, and that's and the reason yeah. we can do it. You're not One worried day. about YouTube, and you're not worried about Vimeo and Blip and all this stuff. Like, it's it's just not a good time for anime. I mean, for game stuff, it's one thing to have, like, oh, you can't make money, you can't monetize it, you can't, you know, put ads on the video. That's one thing. I mean, for it to be taken down for a copyright strike, and for YouTube the way it works, when you get a copyright strike there, uh, that changes your channel in a number of ways, and not good ways. The way YouTube works is you get three strikes, and then your channel's gone. I know about that from my own one that used to host WTFP stuff. But yeah, this, that was kind of a revolutionary thing, was that uh, YouTube doesn't do that for, for video gaming channels, ever. I, I have a feeling it's because it blew up so much, because Konami was trying so hard to fucking cover it up. And again, like I hope Konami's learned their lesson, that they can't just do that. The internet will fucking strike back. Like That's a really dramatic way to put it. Like, oh, the internet's going to strike back, it'll have its revenge! But like... In a way, yeah, trying to cover something up just brings it more into the light when it's when the internet's involved. Especially when there's, like, no explanation given. Yeah. Like, no good explanation given at all. They're trying so hard to sweep this Kojima thing under the rug, and they don't, they don't seem to realize that 
The internet's on Kojima's side, not theirs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been really interesting to see a lot of the media that's come out in, you know, attack of Konami in a way, too. Uh, you know, Mega64 doing a video about PT was fantastic, if you have not seen that. Uh, it's not going to be my YouTube video recommendation for this week, but, you know, it's something that you you should see. Uh, that's really important. I've been following Super Bunny Hop's work for a little while now, and uh, he does really good work, especially with Metal Gear Solid, with the critical close-ups that he does, and these long, in-depth looks. And the interesting thing about the first Konami video, at least, the one that is you know blowing up because of the Streisand effect, which, if you don't know what that is, it's you know when someone tries to silence bad press about them, but in result draws more attention to it, and it brings it more attention than it would have if you know it just the bad press had been out there to begin with anyway. Uh, so it's kind of a, a self-fulfilling acceleration of attention. So the interesting thing about this first Konami video is because he was doing game journalism. And say what you will about like, oh, the game journalists of today, they take random headlines, they repurpose press releases, they don't do much work on their own. There are some who do, of course. But for George, George Weidman is super bunny hop, yeah. for him to be as independent as he was, and he was emailing contacts at Konami, and there were deals of, like, you know, keep things under wraps, and I, you know, anonymity here. Uh, but for him to do the work he did on his own, like, that's journalism. That's finding the truth, cutting through the bullshit. Anybody that doesn't think there's any integrity in gaming journalism, for the most part, you're right. Um, for the most part. But uh, he is a very good example of what gaming journalism should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like just really finding and hunting the truth. Hunt the truth, Halo 5. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, no, like it's, it's really interesting. And you know, I, I, yeah, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, like watch that video on Konami, and we'll, we'll see what happens with yeah, it. It's, if, if, if you haven't gotten it yet, it's, uh, it's back up now. Yes. Obviously, yes. if you didn't. For now. The best part about that whole process was that, like, he looked at it because it shows you. They will send you the name of the actual people who did the copyright strike. And he looked that name up, and it was an actual pretty high-ranking executive at Konami. Like, it wasn't just some stooge. It was an actual executive. And it shows you how petty they're being, the whole thing. Petty is the word to describe a lot of this Konami stuff. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, to, to remove PT entirely is petty. To take some of these things so offensively is petty. Uh, and that's a lot of the things that uh, Super Bunny Hop describes. Like, they're going through this big reforming, and it seems like, you know, the CEO almost took offense to some things that Kojim was being successful. And that's, it's why you take his name off of past games boxes. It's petty. That's very yeah. dumb. It's basically just throwing a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much longer this story is going to roll on, but this was certainly an interesting caveat in the Konami meltdown. I think we will hear the story one day, but maybe at least three years down the line. Maybe. I'd be surprised if we get it sooner. But there's a lot of things to work itself out, and I think in time we'll get someone doing investigative journalism like this, and it's going to make for a fucking fascinating story. It'll make a good documentary, I think. It would. Mm-hmm. It really would. But, you know, they still have to put Phantom Pain out. And uh, on June 9th, we're going to be getting a lot of previews because about a week or so ago, there was a select press out in L.A. 
playing the latest build of the game for a preview's sake. But that has to be released, and if they have any post plans, like any DLC or anything like that, that's that has to clear as well. Just a, a quick thing to everybody out there. Uh, don't boycott Phantom Pain. Oh, God, no. That's not going to teach Konami anything. That's going to tell Konami they're right. Mm-hmm. And you don't... Like, if anything, make Phantom Pain super successful. Yes. And like, then you blow don't... it up. And then you don't support any Metal Gear games that they're making after. Because they are looking for teams to do that. But that's where you start to boycott those games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, it, when it's not Kojima making them, that's when you need to make them bomb. I mean, God, um, Kojima's putting in just a labor of love in this final game. And... For all the reports that early talks that we're getting out of, you know, before this embargo lifts, Phantom Pain is shaping up to be amazing. So why would you boycott that and, you know, put that against Kojima? I don't think anybody wants to put it against Kojima. A lot of people are just going the usual route of, we just need to, we need to speak with our wallets. And yes, you do, but not now. Not in that way. Not yet. Yeah, not right. Let's say not thing. yet. If Konami wants to get out of the video game business so bad, fucking let them. Mm-hmm. I well, do like, not care. But like, I'm going to also... buy Phantom Pain, but oh, after yeah. that, I don't, I don't particularly care. Well, they don't have any other franchise that I care about. Mm. Like, you don't they... care about Pro Evolution Soccer? Oh, God. Oh, oh, Pro Evolution Soccer. If they're not going to bring back Evolution Skateboarding, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, DDR, Silent Hill, well, yeah. Castlevania, Metal Gear. I don't think we're going to see another DDR game for a very long time, mainly that because is. they've, like, because uh, George said that his source uh, was telling him that a lot of the DDR developers were just moved to sound engineering for other stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're not working on DDR anymore. I think a lot of people have, like, moved away from caring too much about DDR. But uh, it, it's it's going to bum me out. If Bamani will have to go under, and that's what I worry about more. I take back what I said a few episodes. I don't think Konami's going to be shutting its doors anytime soon because, sadly, Konami's fine. They have stakes in so many other big industries over in Japan that they don't need video games. Well, as far as their video game, you know, console video game market is concerned. Absolutely. Yeah, like, they don't. Right, they have they have pachinko machines. They have mobile games, they have all sorts of stuff. They don't need console games, which sucks, which means they're going to be around for longer. I understand if they want to move away from console games, you didn't have to burn every bridge possible to do that. You guys realize that, right? I wouldn't mind them going more for arcade releases. Like, I think 2014, they still made arcade games. In Japan, they still do it all the time. So, I mean, if they want to keep doing arcade, I'm fine with. Yeah. Keep making, keep making poppin' music or whatever. <laughs> Beat Mania. Again, it's just petty as shit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's silly what they're doing. So what do you think of Konami? And go, go watch the super, all three Super Bunny Hop videos, especially the one he just did on PT and about how down the line it's going to end up being extremely historically significant to our industry. Uh, that and was then really- watch more of his videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His videos are really good. He's going for informative, not comedy so mm, his, yeah, yeah. they're not funny videos but they're very they're very informative very interesting and i like them a lot all right so there are more headlines to talk about uh youtube really did something interesting recently where i guess they released two separate lists started for the the most popular games of all time uh, as far as you know minutes watched and just overall you know the watch time there 
But then they also released a list for April 2015 of the top trending games. So the games that are on the uptick, acceleration for videos uploaded and increase in watch time and all that. So I kind of want to compare the two and see what we think of the list. So as far as the top 10 most popular games of all time on YouTube in terms of watch time, number 10, Dota 2. Number 9, Puzzles and Dragons. Number 8, The Five Nights at Freddy's series. Number 7, The Sims series. Number 6, Gary's Mod. Number 5, FIFA series. Number 4, The Call of Duty series. Number 3, League of Legends. Number 2, The Grand Theft Auto series. And number 1, no surprise, Minecraft. That How was no puzzles surprise Puzzles and at Dragons all. on there. Yeah, what I fun. do not know. I think I know why FIFA and Sims are on there, and that's because of glitches and corruptions. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 FIFA is riddled with them, and it's amazing. Oh, yes. A lot of sports games have a lot of glitches, unfortunately, but mm. that is just because they have to push them out so very regularly. I mean, puzzles that and Dragons is big in Asia. Uh, so is that maybe the Asian market speaking with its size? Maybe. maybe. With, with its eyes. <laughs> yeah. With its eyes, it speaks with my eyes. And that's also why League of Legends is up there. I mean, that's that's huge over there. That's very, very true. Well, I mean, that's um, that's also like League of Legends is getting to be one of the biggest like parts of esports out there right now. So it's also probably that because like it is it is an esports giant at the moment. Now, see, I actually spoke to someone recently, I think it was actually a Twitch streamer, about the whole eSports label. He hates the eSports label. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, oh, we shouldn't put this in sports. It's not a sport. It's it's a game, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And uh, I just, I didn't realize there was such a disagreement over the whole thing. Yeah, we talked about it last episode. I mean, there are different parts of eSports and different sections, and the different games make up their sections. Like, there's, there's League of Legends and StarCraft, I would call their own sections. Heroes of the Storm, I think, is eventually going to become its own. Uh, you've got first-person shooters, I think, just as a, as a whole. First-person shooters and the fighting game community, I think, are all basically the same section of esportsness, mm. if that makes any sense. Mm. StarCraft's popularity kind of fluctuates with releases, mm-hmm, yeah, and I think it's going to really come back whenever, whenever Legacy of the Void comes out. Yeah, but that could be, you know, years from now. <laughs> I mean, they've they've been doing t- beta testing, but I think it's got about a, another year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm also surprised that Grand Theft Auto beat League of Legends, mm-hmm. especially so, now that they have five uh, on PC and there can be mods. Oh, that's yeah. true. I think it's the PC release that that mm-hmm. makes it. Yeah, probably. And then I'm just sad that Gary's Mod is there. I'm not. Because Gary's Mod can contribute to uh, Trouble in Little Terrace Town or something. Big Trouble in Little Terrace Town. I don't even know. But either way, it's where you are with a few other people. One person is a murderer and everyone else is civilians. And you have you have no idea who is who and you must do your thing. Please don't put Rachel on a watch list for saying that title. The big, oh. the big, thing, the big thing with Gary's Mod is it can be anything. Like, that game can be anything. So, I think that that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know people were still playing it. Yeah, that and I'm just like, oh, oh the, the For the Lulz video. Like, okay, right. For the Lulz video? Like, it's, it's just the, the kind of video that usually is associated with, oh, people doing wacky things in Gary's Mod. 
20 exploding barrels fell on him. <laughs> uh, we did! Yep. <laughs> I do like the, the games you can make with it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of fun. Kind of cool. As far as the trending uh, games, though, number 10, Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. This Whoa. is a game that came out a couple years ago, so uh, did PewDiePie get his hands on this? I have no idea. Probably. I feel like, like this seems like something Two Best Friends or The Grumps would have done, but I, as far as I'm aware, neither of them have touched that game. So that's, so I that's do super not weird. Know. That's really weird. Number nine, Neverwinter. Hmm. Uh, number eight, Pokemon Rumble World. Nice. What? 3DS. But the Rumble games are fucking boring to watch. They're they're kind of boring to play, but like I still play Rumble World. But like they're not fun to watch. Right. With all the updates they get though, for like you know free codes for Pokemon on 3DS, like uh, this code to get this Pokemon in Rumble World, maybe that gets attention. I guess. Number seven, The Witcher Three. And I think if this were in May, you'd be seeing a lot more of this. Uh, I think that'd be higher on the list if it were a May 2015 to build mm-hmm. up towards the release. But uh, sure, April, that's fine. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront, the upcoming one, uh, that trailer was on April 17th, so that falls in line. That makes sense. MLB 15, the show. Surprising that it's yeah. up at number five. I mean, I, I like the game, but didn't think it'd be that high. Killing Floor 2 at number four. Then Bloodborne, Call of oh, Duty yeah. Black Ops 3, and Mortal Kombat X taking the top spot. Really surprised Bloodborne is not number one. Wow, that's surprising to me. Mm-hmm. We're pretty excited about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and you know, with the release in April, uh, that kind of falls in line. You think about it, Black Ops 3 had its reveal trailer April 26th. I mean, is the hype for Black Ops still that high that it takes only a few days in April Yes. To have it accelerate that quickly to number two. And hey, did you know how many douchebags are currently alive in the world? Yeah, Plenty. but, like, they get bored easily. <laughs> Not to say everyone who plays that game is a douchebag, by the way. Just, right. unfortunately, you guys know some pretty douchey people that play that game. Stereotypes happen for a reason. Yeah. Yet again, there were a lot of douche people when I used to play Halo. Hmm. So, uh, quite the interesting list. I'd, I'd be really interested to see if YouTube releases these monthly. I, I would be very interested to see how the, the trends happen for gaming videos on YouTube. But I agree, Twitch would also be very interesting to see statistics like this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That I'd like. Because, like, now I'm playing The Witcher 3 on Twitch, and so is everybody. So nobody cares about <laughs> our stream. But then well, if I go and play Pokemon Snap, oh, they, they love it. So. Oh, yeah, they loved you with that. So there's going to be a new Need for Speed this year. Good, yeah, just what we needed. Hey, my brother's excited, kind of. I actually, no, I, I, I used to play Need for Speed. Uh, people were thinking it was going to be a most wanted game, but no, it's called Need for Speed because it's a reboot. Stop the game industry! Stop. Why? <laughs> so why does this? Game, like, and it's nobody likes that they do this. Why do they keep doing this? You just watch, they're going to come out with, you know, Gears of War Ultimate Edition. It's going to be the remake of the first one. They're just going to call it Gears of War. And then the new number four that's going to come out from Black Test Studio, just watch, they're going to call it Gears of War. 
I'm waiting for Nintendo to come out with The Legend of Zelda. Dude, like, <laughs> honestly, I've seen people guess, like, this very well might happen, that they call the new one The Legend of Zelda. God, if they... Nintendo, you were the only ones that don't do this yet. Please, no. So just don't do it. I wouldn't mind. I don't care. Oh, it's so confusing. Because then you always have to throw the year after it. So? Oh, it's It's lazy. It's lazy that you can't be bothered to put the just a year after the title. But why should you have to do that? You didn't make the game. Well, no. Well, we're not making the game, so why should we tell them what they called it? Mario Kart <laughs> ended up throwing the number after it. They just be- gave up on titles and just fucking threw the number in. And look how that worked for them. You can distinguish between them. It was great. And 8 especially with the Mobius strip. I mean, that that worked well with their theme. But they're like, uh, is the 7th of Mario Kart? We'll go Mario Kart 7. Like, we questioned it a little bit at the time, but it's turned out well for them. They didn't call it Super Mario Kart. God, they should have, though. <laughs> We're not ones really for the car racing games. Like Things like, oh, it's going to be about deep customization, authentic urban car culture, nocturnal open world, and immersive experience. I used to experience. customize cars in my car games. Yeah, we can customize Mario Karts. No, I no no. I mean, I've been in I've been in games where you do a lot of customization on your cars, and mm-hmm. I played Need for Speed Most Wanted. <clears throat> I have a Need for Speed on. Steam. We have guilty pleasures, for Need for Speed. I have the Need for Speed. Well, I like I like Hot Pursuit too. That's the best one. The the one from twenty ten. Yeah, that no, was super one, good. Yeah. The one from two thousand two. Motherfucker! Hot, <laughs> Hot Pursuit three was like twenty ten. <laughs> but they call it Hot Pursuit. Oh, well, yeah. That's, like, the third Hot Pursuit, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. After, like, Underground 2, I just never picked up another Need for Speed. <laughs> I, moved, I moved on to Midnight Club like a cool person. Well, we were also really surprised to learn about the cast in the Ratchet and Clank movie. And apparently the main cast is generally sticking around for the most part. For Ratchet and Clank and Quark, they're reprising their roles. They got the same voice actors, and that's great. That was good. Uh, but then they're bringing in the celebrities because, of course, they are. Well, so, uh, John Goodman, Paul Giamatti, Rosario Dawson, and Sylvester Stallone. Why Sylvester Stallone? Why? What's, what, what, what's he doing? He they know. don't say. No? He's free. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, both the he? movie and the game have been delayed to 2016, uh, and that's that's not surprising. When at E3 they said, "Oh, it's going to be the first half, of the first quarter, or whatever it was, of 2015," and we heard nothing. E3 2014, the year of 2015 that became 2016. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> happening. I mean, it it should be interesting to see them both release side by side. I wonder how they'll complement each other. But aside from cast details, we don't know too much right now. But we learned more about Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I'm in the game. I, I still like Victory, but, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm in the game. You are in the game, Evie. Yeah. Jacob and Evie Fry are twin protagonists, brothers and sisters, uh, in London during 1868, during the Industrial Revolution. It's going to be its own kind of revolution in a way of, you know, the poor and the gangs rising up to say that they've had it, they're not going to be taken advantage of anymore by those that are in power, and to try to take control of the Industrial Revolution. I like the Victory Codename more, to be honest, but 
Syndicate is it's okay. It's all right. Uh, they showed. It sounds like it should be more modern than it is, though. And that's my problem with the name Syndicate. Right. Yeah, it does because it kind of gives off of like a steampunk sort of. Well, when I think Syndicate, I think ste- I think sci-fi. Yeah. So. Because well, there's the game Syndicate, so. Uh, you're going to have, you know, different historical figures like Charles Darwin and Charles Dickens and more at that time. Interesting thing with this game is there's going to be a very Batman Arkham-like device where, you know, out of the wrist with the blade, it's going to shoot up and stick to the tall buildings and then pull you up. So it's almost like the, the bat grapple hook sort of thing. So it's even less realistic than Batman's grappling hook, which is a fucking accomplishment, Ubisoft. Yeah, kind of. But at the same time, like, this is the most modern past time that they've set an Assassin's Creed game in. And so, to maintain realism, the buildings are taller than they've ever been. So, you gotta do something, especially after some of the wonkiness with the, the climbing in Unity. Though I think the most interesting thing with this overall was the way they presented the trailer. They were teasing, they're like, oh, it's going to be on this day, this time, blah, blah, blah. You'd expect, like, oh, the trailer gets out there and that's it. This was like a freaking Nintendo Direct for Assassin's Creed. All pre-produced, documentary style. There was like a nine-minute gameplay section that's all in pre-alpha mode. Mm -hmm. But during the beginning with the documentary stuff, they were acknowledging Unity's faults. Like, there was a section where like, they were showing, like, all the bad reviews, and there's, like, you know, it really hurt to see all that because we spent three years on the game, but we know that we can do oh, better. Oh, shit, and... they spent three years on that fucking game. <laughs> in a way, if you think about it, like, the first Assassin's Creed, the very first one in 2007, not that good. It's a brand new engine at the time. They had bold new ideas. Same thing with this one. Completely new engine, so there's a lot of growing pains. But you look at... Assassin's Creed Unity, yeah, it doesn't play that well. I was very disappointed in it. But looking at that game, game is gorgeous. I saw somebody that made the joke at one point of, uh, they were talking about the pre-alpha footage of Syndicate. And uh, she was like, yeah, I, last time I got excited about pre-alpha footage in an Assassin's Creed game, it was Assassin's Creed Unity, and it was the final product. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean... I'm still excited. I'm, I'm back in. God damn it. When will I learn? I'm the problem. I'm the problem. <laughs> when will you learn? I've Assassin's Creed games since 2, and I don't really plan on I kind of want to go buy Black Flag, because I'm told Black Flag oh, is fun. Black Flag is fun. But I should beat one. <laughs> going to be that guy. <laughs> going to be tried, that guy. I tried Brotherhood and didn't like it, and I just did not get back into it. Mm-hmm. And finally, wrapping up the headlines, there's a Canadian who was 17 years old, and in the past few years, he's done some dumb, evil shit on yeah, the internet. Yeah, fuck that kid. Ugh. Sorry, I'm, I'm not usually very nasty towards teenagers, but seriously, fuck this little sociopath cunt. Yeah. Pardon my French. Whoa. Valid. Justified. He's pled guilty to 23 cases of extortion, public mischief, and criminal harassment. And so this goes back to swatting. And we talked about how fucked up this was last year. Uh, but this is one of the kids behind it. I guess he was part of the Lizard Squad, which we know from the takedowns of Xbox Live and PlayStation Network during the holiday season. Great. So he's one of these little turds. The most disgusting thing 
out of this story was the harassment of a, a University of Arizona student at Tucson of just, I guess, an obsession he had. And she, of course, repeatedly rejected him. Justifiably so. Quote from the article, The teen called the Tucson police to prompt a SWAT of her home, claiming he had shot his parents with an AR-15 rifle, had bombs, and would kill the police if he saw any marked vehicles. Uh, then he swatted the mother, too. He put the credit card info of the family online, distributed social security numbers, hacked Twitter and email accounts, canceled home utilities, or at least tried to, and it, it ruined the credit rating of that family and their life. He'd done so many terrible things, and when you read the parts about, like, oh, it's because girls wouldn't accept his requests for Twitter, or, you know, for, for this, and... It's one of those kind of people, oh ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Being bullied when you are a kid does not give you permission to be a bully when you are an adult. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Look at me, for instance. I'm quite normally a happy person, and I had a lady even tell me today, why are you always so chipper? How are you always doing this? Everyone else is really, really miserable, and you're always a happy person. And I'm like, I have no idea. But it's probably because I got treated like I was a little bastard when I was a kid, and I was bullied the shit out of. You know what you were doing, you kid? Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm angry at this person. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. I'm so. really he's, angry at this person. He's going to be back in jail at the end of June. Make an example of him. At the very least, do that, please. Shut up, balls. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be fair. Among other things. Well, I mean, knowing these people, they would just say, oh, we're being persecuted for our beliefs because we're video gamers. We're not terrible people. We're just being, you're just seeing the worst of us. And Hashtag not all men. Hashtag, hashtag gamer gamer gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not your shield. Uh. <laughs> and I know those people don't like to just have like the bad eggs, you know, speak for them and all that, but it's what your movement's done. So we don't want our bad eggs to speak for us, but we're not going to do anything to stop our bad eggs from speaking for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's your job somehow. When he's not reacting at all, when he's smirking, when the sentence is being read and he's in court, like, that's what fucking Aaron Hernandez did—the football player who charged and did, you know, first-degree murder. That's what BTK did, and he was a serial killer that ran around a town near here for years. That's what sociopaths do. They need to go away. Hey, if you send them to Texas, they can get, um, um, um... Capital they punishment. Can... That thing! Death yeah. penalty. Yeah. Well, the, the tough thing is, like, he's in Canada. Uh, Expedited into the United States. Like, you're making attacks on American citizens. Oh, well. Mm. I don't know how we go from that to what's next, but... Segway! Uh, that's gotta be done. Ben, what are you playing? I'm Ben. <laughs> You are, Ben. <laughs> so easy to make her laugh. <laughs> Here's the storm. Still playing it. It's fun. You haven't done ranked stuff yet. But you got to ranked. I got to ranked, and my friend that I play it with is at the level requirement for ranked, but I think he needs, like, one or two more heroes to get to that. And we've been playing with a third friend that's, I think, around level 20-something. We're trying to get him up there. I'm a little nervous, because, like, there's, like, you can play against an AI team, which is too easy and you don't get a lot of experience or you can play quick match against other human people and it took forever for me to stop being so nervous around just selecting quick matches my my thing Mm. so ranked is just going to be a lot of fun to get used to and everyone's going to be good is the bad thing yeah 
Everyone's but that game's uh, opening up in free to play soon. It's already an open beta. It's open beta as of the 19th, and it goes full on free to play June 2nd. All right. Oh, so that, that recent. Damn. It's pretty, pretty close. Life is Strange Episode 3. Can't say anything. It's really good. Can't we gushed on it on the, uh, the recent Read the Manual, which yep. will hopefully be out by the time this hits YouTube. Should be out by the time this hits YouTube. Should be out. So go listen to that, because we, we gushed about it. Mostly spoiler-free. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. I just know that it's it's one of the hidden gems of 2015, and you should be playing Life is Strange. Mm. I still need to play that game. It's we'll play it together. Yeah. Do that. Uh, and then I've been playing some Final Fantasy XIII, because I... Haven't touched it since January when I needed to get a new gamepad, and I didn't want to get I didn't want to get a Logitech gamepad, but I need I decided to just put up with keyboard controls for the time being. Oh wow! And I saved at the very beginning of chapter eleven, and there are thirteen chapters, obviously. <laughs> uh, and the game, on average, can take people from anywhere from like. 40 to 60 hours, and at the beginning of chapter 11, only 20 hours in, I always wondered why. And apparently chapter 11 is where it happens. Oh. The game goes completely open world, is all based around side quests for the entire chapter, that I'm I'm told you can skip all of it, but if you do, you're really underleveled for the rest of the game, Mm. and with how hard of a final boss the game has, you don't want to be underleveled. So that's why I say the 20-hour tutorial. Yeah, they'll say like 20, 35-hour <laughs> tutorial, all that stuff. But yeah, now that it's open world, for the first full day of playing it, I just I was just floundering. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> he kept coming into my room like, I don't know where to go. Because apparently there's 60-something side quests where it's just it's just a giant field, and it's just you go up to a, a stone, Seath stone, and you're just like, what did you want me to kill? This animal. Where is it? It's somewhere around here. Okay, <laughs> then you go kill it, and that's it. And that's all 60-something of them. And they just get harder. Jeez. I've done five of them, the first five. And I don't know how many I'm going to do. I'd like to get about half. I think that's doable. That's fair. Yeah. While just putting a bunch of little levels into my characters. But, uh, yeah, no, don't don't love keyboard controls. Really need to get an Xbox One controller. Mm-hmm. That's really good for gamepads. Yeah, they make them now. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I'm playing. For me, uh, I've been continuing 2.5 Remix. I've given up on beating Lingering Will. Fuck that fight. Like, oh my god, it's just unfair and bad. Dog Young 64 I streamed it. I streamed it all the way up to Puff Doss, who is the uh, boss of Gloomy Galleon. And I am going to continue it probably sometime this week. But check out your highlights on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I've got some highlights on YouTube. I've got uh, one of uh, me breaking physics and also introducing everybody to Candy Kong, who is the ugliest, ugliest video game character to ever be created. Mm. Just in every game she's in and fucking Donkey Kong 64 especially. Like worse than Gruntilda. Oh my god, she's hideous. (laughs) But check that out at youtube.com slash Network. Yeah, it's fun. Um... And then, after that, I beat Shovel Knight uh, a couple nights ago. Nice. And it was good. Really good. And I gushed about how they did the boss rush. Because they do the Mega Man-style boss rush where you're in a room and you got to fight all the bosses again. And uh, usually I hate those. But this one did it very well. And I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And Shovel Knight was really good. And I'm really glad I finally got to play it. Yeah. I've been listening to the soundtrack pretty much nonstop for the past three days, and it's so, so good. 
Uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. I just started about four hours ago. <laughs> uh, I had to inform Ben that, yeah, his his cartridge might just be broken. Because the bombers, apparently, according to according to him, what's is it like they just don't spawn? There's two or three of them that aren't at their spot or anywhere else in the entire town. I've restarted the game several times. So... Oh. Yeah, something's wrong with his cartridge. There's I, there's I a patch. I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, oh. so there's an update out, and you should get it. But uh, yeah, uh, I stopped right after getting the moon tier, so I'm standing in front of the clock tower waiting for it to open. I could go talk to the scarecrow totally, but I'm not going to because I'm lazy. So I'm just gonna sit in front of the clock tower until it opens for two days. <laughs> but he he dances and it's fun. But he's all the way over there. But you were there before. I you could have was, talked to him then. I was there, but I'm not anymore. You're I dumb. No, you. Your face. Ah. He's you there, Joe. Damn it. <laughs> the last game on my list, uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby, because I've gotten not only back to the quest for a living Pokedex, which I... And one Pokemon away oh. from finishing Gen 3, uh, which is Ben Ben just needs to trade me as a Viper, and then I'm done. Uh, outside of Minus Ooh, Legendaries. Who from Arbok, don't you know? Oh, oh yes. Minus, minus Legendaries, because some of those Legendaries I cannot get right now, oh, so I'm yeah. only counting regular, regular Pokemans. Well, you mean you can't get Jirachi? But I'm also, and if you want to hear, well, the backstory, if you want to hear more in depth about this uh, or any of these games, just go listen to RTM. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I'm a guest. Now I'm. Peter, what's the guest? (laughs) I'm a guest. And that's uh, all that's the selling you need. Now I've started uh, another project. Well, I've started making preparations for another project because Ben and uh, our friend Dan are assholes. And brought it to my attention, and they knew I would crack eventually because they're assholes. I think my recommendation was like get them all to level one hundred. <laughs> Which that no, I'm not doing that. Or, or like, or like even go further and get like a tournament build ready, or like all the boosters. Well, that that I might do uh, a tournament build for at least one team. Yeah. Oh, but not not for the whole Pokedex. No, fuck that. Sweet shit. Christ. But. I'm going to make an arc, I guess. Which means that for all the Pokemon that can be both genders, I'm going to get one of each gender. Good Lord. Why? Nickname, nickname them all. Because I hate myself, Rachel. Such a sadist. So you're going to turn into, when Buzz saying he's playing Borderlands, <laughs> that is going to be Pokemon. Every week. Um, but, like, that's just... I can do that in the background of things, is the thing. Um, yeah. But it will just take forever because that means I've got to fucking evolve another Bagon and another fucking Hydreigon and another fuck, fuck you, fuck you, Pokemon. Beat Persona Q first. I do need to do that. Man, I gotta get back to Persona Q. But that's that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Rachel? Uh, I've been playing pretty much usual as I normally do. I've been playing myself some Binding of Isaac Rebirth because I recently unlocked the Lost. And I hate myself because I keep playing as a Lost. And if you don't know what the Lost does, he dies in one hit of anything. And That's really hard. You don't get anything else. I've made it as far as the Womb 2. 
that is the furthest I've ever got, and I can never even reach the womb now. The last furthest one I got was, like, fighting mom, and she killed me. Mm. <laughs> and it was a pain in the ass, because, like, one hit from anything, even if it's just, like, a fly that's bumped into you, or a spider going, oh, hey, buddy, I heard that you like spiders. It just kills you, and it's mm. no fun. So I've wasted a lot of hours. I'm currently at a win streak of minus 50-something. I've played some Mario Kart 7, and I've done all of my gold cups in 150cc, hooray! I have played some Animal Crossing New Leaf, not really touched that too much, just trying to make money on it at the moment, because that's the only thing I really want to do. I should get back to that, my villagers are probably all dead. I think <laughs> I heard that if you moved your save file to a new 3DS XL in the export, like you lose your Animal Crossing save file. So I'm not sure how my villagers are doing, they might have been deleted. They might have died. <laughs> Just be gone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, here, um, I'm sorry, but in the moving process of your save, I'm afraid you, your villagers didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Including Isabel? I'm sorry, Isabel's dead. Isabel's, <laughs> Isabel's indestructible. She's fine. Yeah, yeah she's, she's okay. Like, she's like, beep, beep, I went karting. <laughs> what happened to the village while we were gone, Mr. Mayor? Can't hear you. <laughs> Um, I've also been playing the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, but not the 3DS version. I've been playing the old version, because yeah, reasons, yeah. and I'm actually enjoying it for a change. And last but not least, some Super Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, likewise, I've been playing The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. I beat Mega Satan again. Hooray. Yay. Now it's your turn to play the last. No. <laughs> I don't want to know your pain. <laughs> Persona Q, Shadow of the Labyrinth. I'm 14 hours in. I am on floor four of Group Date Cafe, which is Labyrinth 2. So, making progress. I, I mean, cannot wait for you to start texting me when you get to the end. I, you have to, like, the instant. I don't care I'm if gonna, I'm at work. I think I'm going to play it tonight. So, we'll see how I, how I progress. We off tonight. You could, we could talk about it. Wow. Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Puzzle League. I streamed these. It was a lot of fun. Oh, Good to do great. a run. Pidgeybutts. Yeah, Pidgeybutts. Hashtag Pidgeybutts. Good to do a run of those games again. Though it's it's always interesting to play Puzzle League on hard. Because I'm a wuss and I don't want to do very hard. Because that adds another block color. The dark blue upside down triangle. And fuck that noise. So. <laughs> Plus yeah, then if you beat Gary, down. then you take on Mewtwo. And it's like... What? I want to see that. Oh, God, no, it's so hard. Do it. Oh, oh is it so hard? It's so hard. I'm sorry, that should actually be edited out by itself and turned into some kind of weird song. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, God, you're just making it worse. Too bad we don't have remixers like Game Grumps. <laughs> Joe, can you do this for me? Not at all. Damn. I mean, I, mean, I could. I yes. could, but it's just, I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm not just, I'm not going to do that to myself. Please. No, not please, gonna do it. Please, please. I love you. Love you too. Please. Life is strange, episode three. <laughs> it, it sure is strange. Oh god, that ending, Ben. <laughs> I'm so mad. That's a great highlight. If I mean, no, please no. don't watch it if no. you haven't played it. Yeah. But if you have, you will feel the pain. <laughs> I don't know of anyone else besides you and me that plays it. I might be responsible for half the views on that video. I had to. I had to look. Mm-hmm. 
And then The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I am five hours in. I'm about to leave White Orchard after clearing all the question marks. But that game is glitchy so far. In some ways, it's not as bad as others. Let's get to talking about that in the games that are out recently. It starts with Attack on Titan Humanity in Chains. If you knew about this from the Japanese version, you knew it's not worth your effort because bad 3DS game is bad. Oh dear. I know Nintendo wanted to partner with you know getting the first couple anime episodes on the eShop there, but well, that 3DS game is not worth it. Maybe wait for the next one. I heard that one was better. Final Fantasy XX2 HD Remaster. You needed that in your life. Because, you know, the first HD remaster was not worth it. You just need the, the Super one, Super remaster on uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One there. I've been hearing good things about that. So we've, have I. We've got the PS3 one, and I'm excited. Likewise. I'm excited to re-experience 10 2. Not mm-hmm. 10. That thing's shit. <laughs> and I have to play it. Yep. You're all about the... Uh, I'm we all about the dress sphere, man. Yeah, well, the... we basically split it because he wanted to play 10 2 and I wanted to play 10. So. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for dress sphere again. Where is the summon you pay money to and he kills things? His name is. Ha 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 ha! his that. name is not Titus. Oh, darn it. Damn it. I think it's Yoshinobu, you know. And we also had Not a Hero come out, which is from Devolver. Uh, that's an action packed, pixely, bloody game. Seems really fun. Go give it a try, I suppose. I have not, but I hear good things. We mentioned Life is Strange Episode 3. That God, We're going to wait two months for the next one, and I can't. I can't, can't even wait. They take forever. Now, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, uh, Game of the Year contender, I think. Uh, just great reviews. It's hit a, a little bit of some of rough patches here. But CD Projekt Red is such a good developer that like they respond really well. They're very open with both the media and with fans about like what's happening with their game. So they have like a new patch coming that's like 600 fixes, and they've like detailed some of them. Um, and this is the company that put a little slip in each game that said, you know, thank you for buying our game. Like you're getting 16 free DLC packs like throughout the course of it because it's a way of us thanking you for buying our game. But I came across an issue when I started streaming it where uh, I basically had it installed. I had the day one patch installed. I had to sit through two unskippable cutscenes, and it would just circle load, 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 and not get me into the game itself. So I had to uninstall the game, not install the day one patch, wait through those cutscenes again, and then once I was able to load and save the game, reinstall the day one patch, go in and load so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm about to leave White Orchard, and there's another glitch in a, a quest that I looted a bandit camp without reading a letter first. And as of it right now, the quest is glitched, and I can't, I can't complete the quest, and it's just gonna sit there. It's sad. Yeah, but hopefully it'll be fixed in that patch, which is now out on PC and soon to come this coming week for consoles. And then uh, Puzzle and Dragons Z and Super Mario Brothers Edition is a, a pack. I mean, Puzzles and Dragons obviously very popular on YouTube Lifetime, so... Apparently so! But I don't necessarily care. It's a bejeweled sort of thing and attacking enemies. RPG. We don't care about bejeweled unless it's got porn. That means... <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> right. But looking at the characters for the Puzzles and Dragons Z, like, the character designs and then, like, these animals evolve, like, it looks like Pokemon. So that's... Really peculiar. Yeah. 
Well, let's like wrap things up with our YouTube video recommendations. It was David Letterman's final show on The Late Show this past week, and Stephen Colbert is going to take over for him, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. But Letterman had his final top ten list, which was star-studded, filled with celebrities, and the things that they wanted to tell David Letterman. Do give it a look. Uh, David Letterman meant a lot for the late night scene here in America. And I saw a clip of Conan uh, where him and Pat Oswalt were just like, why are you watching this? Go watch Dave right now. And then, then craziness happened. That was great. <laughs> My YouTube recommendation this week would be the Delta Airline meme safety video, which is... I found it hilarious. Just a mishmash of all different memes in this safety video. I hope it plays when I actually immigrate to the States. <laughs> I really hope it does. Are you flying Delta? Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Well, let us know. We'll see. It's certainly something for as many Delta videos as I've sat through. It's entertaining, but if you do not like the overabundance of memes, you may be just like... <sighs> Oh god, I've seen I've just seen pictures of it and like silent clips of it and just yeah, you will hate life and the internet and everything. I love it. Mine is uh I I had a video in mind and I can't remember what it was, and then I found this one and was like, you know, this'll work too. Owen Wilson has the has the thing where he says wow a lot in his movies. He does. Like a lot. I mean, a lot. Wow. And so somebody cut up a bunch of clips of him saying wow in all of his movies uh it says every single wow from owen wilson except for the animated films it's two and a half minutes long holy crap and uh it's just it's just a collaboration of every time he's ever said wow in in a movie and some of them like at least one of them is just like why did he say that at that point that what no (laughs) so that's that is a good fun. video. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. My YouTube recommendation comes from the Plasmatic Research Laboratory at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Holy shit. 49 animation students were given 52 frames each of Taylor Swift's Shake It Off music video and told to redraw it. And then they just kind of mashed it all together. And you'll see her with squid arms. You'll see her holding a gun. You'll see her being <laughs> a rabbit. What the fuck? You'll awesome. see a lot of personas. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Persona, persona, I, persona. Yeah, I liked it. That's my YouTube recommendation. It looks really cool, that's for sure. All right, yeah. we're going to wrap things up then. Show me your news, episode 180. We didn't do a total turn on things, but, you know, we're going to keep moving forward. Episode 181 is going to be our E3 call-in show. June 6th probably is going to be the date, so keep an eye out on that. And for details at showmeyournews.com, so go enter their contest. It's really easy this year, so you should do that. We're going to wrap things up then. With that, I'm Peter. I'm Rachel. I'm Joe. And I'm Ben. We're out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd, over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Show me your news! So I tried to explain 
to Rachel about the smash gauntlet idea you had. Yes. I don't know okay. if you wanted to try explain it in more detail. The way it would work is uh, we would play all five of the games, and uh, there would be four to five matches of each game. So there would be a match where Ben plays Rachel, Ben plays Peter, I play Rachel, I play Peter. We would take the total score from that. If there was a tie, we would do a doubles match. The loser, the losing team at Game of the Year, because I think I decided on, on, on the one I want to use. At Game of the Year, they have to cover the Full House theme. The Full House theme? The theme to Full House. I've never seen Full House. Uh, that's, wow, lucky you. Probably, I, I would assume it wasn't as big in, in Europe as it was over here. Um, it's quite the interesting TV theme. So. Oh, it's, it's quite interesting. Can't we cover too many cooks? <laughs> no, because that'll be too fun. Many cooks, it can't too be fun. Many cooks. It's surprisingly similar to Too Many Cooks. I think well, yeah. Too Many Cooks might have had something. Might have been too Many Cooks drew from about four or five different sitcoms, yeah. and Full House was a big, a big one. But I was thinking like musically, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of that soft rock. Hmm. That's basically it, uh, and I'm talking to Decaf right now. In fact, I sent him a bunch of messages earlier about um, writing a wrestling-style call-out video uh, to post on the channel of me and Ben calling you guys out, and hopefully we could get, like, you know, a small back-and-forth before then. But um, This would be for July. Yeah, this would be while we're up there, and it would uh, we could stream it. Um, we could probably each... Get in one commentator, like you guys could probably have uh, Miles or Mark, and we would probably. I'm between Dark and Moses. If Moses goes, I'm pretty sure Dark's going. That's the yeah. This week we need to decide who yeah, is all going start, and lock it down. We got to start getting a head count. I was also yeah. going to mention that. But like, but yeah, the the five games then would be Smash sixty four, Melee, Brawl, Project M, Wii U. Yep. Yes. So you know what this means when you get here. Right. We're training. <laughs> oh that, that, that sounds actually kind of intimidating but kind and of I figured that could also provide some type of YouTube content I don't know what, I'd have to figure that out but for the most montages, part montages, like Reggie doing training montages god, they're better, <laughs> we need that let's do that, that so oh, good. training montages it'll be a montage with you with YouTube training and then it'll like every once in a while go over to Ben and I we're just sitting on the couch watching TV <laughs> Many have tried to say they'd do the gauntlet before, but now the gauntlet is cast. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Grant has challenged Miles to the gauntlet like three years in a row, and it's never <laughs> happened. Yeah. 